Welcome to the Hunters and Closers podcast. I'm Dana Haggard, and I'm here to help you fill your pipeline, decrease your time to close, and crush your sales quotas. Hey everyone, it's Dana Haggard with Hunters and Closers. Excited to have another chance to share with you some ideas and thoughts that have been in my mind. Recently, I some of you may have seen that I put out a survey to sales professionals uh, through LinkedIn and Facebook and on uh, Instagram. And it was a survey to try and ask three questions. First question, which was probably the most important question, was what is the one skill inside of your profession that you need to improve upon? And I listed out then 10 different skills. And it was really interesting to me to see then from all of the results that the number one skill that sales professionals who responded to the survey needed help with, and that was hunting. Hunting, hunting for new business. Uh, so today's episode is going to really be just focused on hunting. Um, as a result of that, I've, I've put together a, uh, a LinkedIn course that I'll be putting out and sharing with you because LinkedIn is probably one of the one of the absolute best places to be hunting, right? So if you were like a big game hunter in the real world and you know you 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 wanted to go find big game, where would you go? Well, you're going to go somewhere that has big game, right? Somewhere where they where they all live out in the African uh, you know, Sahara or, you know, out in uh, a jungle or in a forest, you know, somewhere where you know where the big game actually lives and resides. <clears throat> well, the same thing is true of business hunting. If you're looking for new business, well, where, where are you going to have the most opportunity to find big game? Well, of all of the places where people reside online, it's LinkedIn. There's 560 million professionals who are, quote-unquote, incentivized to keep their profiles up to date. Why do they keep it up to date? Well, because they think that a recruiter is going to reach out to them based on all the information that they share about themselves on LinkedIn. And uh, I'm not saying that, that recruiters don't do that because they do, and I've you know been hunted out myself two or three different times um, by recruiters. But... The value to you as a sales professional is that this is up-to-date information by the individual themselves, not by a third party, not by their colleagues or someone who's trying to earn points or something like that. It's by them. And the key words that they, that they use inside of their profiles is, is crucial to your searches. And there's so many great things that you can do, even if you're just a free user on LinkedIn or if you're a premium user on LinkedIn, right? If you pay for their their services and you get Sales Navigator, and then there's there's amazing you know value and benefits that come with that service. But if you're just a free user, you can still get in there and do searches and find people based off of location and industry and title and and you know so many different things. And so. Uh, what I did is I put together a you know a course to walk you through that and some video trainings to hopefully help you help all of my hunters and closers uh, you know learn how to better use the LinkedIn services. So I'll be putting that out on on social media here soon, and you'll be more than welcome to take advantage of it.
But I wanted to just kind of instill inside of you the importance of hunting. And I, I talk a lot about this because if you aren't filling your pipeline on a daily and weekly and a monthly basis, you will reap those rewards in a couple of months or a couple of quarters. Everyone's, you know, sales uh, time, you know, time to close varies. Some people, they have a, you know, window of, you know, six months on average between the initial contact and, and uh, uh, the initial outreach to actually closing the deal. Some people, it's six days. Uh, so everyone's a little bit different. But whether or not you're filling your pipeline on a regular basis is really going to determine if you're going to hit your quota. And so you've got to determine now that if you have some downtime, then you're going to spend it either sharpening your skills, right? And, uh, you know, reading books and, and learning, watching videos, attending conferences, taking courses, you know, speaking with your coach, uh, or uh, you'll be prospecting and hunting. But you should not only wait for those downtimes, you should schedule, you should be proactive, so that on a daily or a weekly basis, you have on your calendar time set aside that you will be hunting. And no matter what comes up, that time that you are hunting is non-negotiable. You, no one can take that time away from you. And you need, to, you need to treat it as such. And you need to make sure that your sales manager and your colleagues know that, sorry, this is important time for me. And it's important time for our company because if I'm not making sales, then as a company, we hurt, right? Because sales is really the lifeblood of the company. So number one, schedule time to prospect, okay? Number two, learn the ways of LinkedIn. Learn how to prospect. Learn how to use the resources and the skills and the, uh, the, the, the tools that are available at your fingertips. And learn how to search right? To find, you need to learn how to do a Boolean search. You need to learn how to do keyword search. You need to learn how to, you know, find the pieces of information that would become icebreakers to you. Uh, and all of that, you know, I, I, I help you with in the video course on LinkedIn. Um, I also talk about it even in more depth in my uh, Hunters and Closers Masterclass. But nonetheless, you need to learn how to use this most important tool that you have available to you. Outside of that, there's other you know, great platforms and tools as well. <clears throat> uh, one that, that I'm a, a big fan of is called Discover Org, uh, where they have a team of individuals that will um, actually call companies and call individuals and build relationships with them and understand who do you report to and, and who who do you manage and what types of tools and platforms do you use on a regular basis inside of your company? And what type of a budget do you have? And so they'll ask all of these different questions and then they upload it into uh, Discover Org. So then paid users can go in there and uh, access this information as well as their phone number, their cell phone number, uh, their email address, their mailing address and all of that. So that one is a, is a great platform as well. But you can get some of that information inside of LinkedIn. You can get, uh, you know, from your first degree connections, you can see their email address. Um, you can, if they have, if they share one, you can get a phone number that they share. Um, you can see colleagues that they have. 
different things like that. Uh, I remember, you know, there's, there's some stories that I like to share that I think are helpful to you. But uh, inside of LinkedIn, it's really funny. Um, there, there are users that really know how to use the tool, and there are others that don't. They're just oblivious to the type of information that they're putting out there. Um, and one of those tools that I've used in my in my history, and I've, I've taught and coached others how to use, was um, was recommendations. So as a sales professional, I oftentimes get people that uh, would offer a recommendation to me, but I would not put it on my page because I knew that if I put that recommendation on there, my competitors could essentially see who my customers were. So I was aware of that, right? And I knew what I was doing. But what, as a result, what I would do is I'd actually go to my competitors' profiles I would know who were the salespeople at the competitor, and I'd go to their their LinkedIn page, and then I could see their recommendations, and I could see that so-and-so from the company that I want to sell to has made a recommendation for them. And inside that recommendation, they would oftentimes say things like, you know, I love working with Jane, and, you know, Jane just provides me with the best service, and I've been a client of hers for three years, and blah, blah, blah. Well, cool. Now I know who's a customer of Jane, you know, my competitor. I know their name. I can check out their LinkedIn profile and I can start hunting. I can start, you know, reaching out to them and trying to build a relationship with them and stealing away their business. And and, uh, (laughs) and I did this, you know, many times. One really stuck out to me where uh, an executive vice president at one of my competitors they had uh, you know, a fabulous recommendation from a very high up official at the largest bank in the United States. And so I began reaching out to this individual. I, I connected with them, you know, I sent a personalized connection request. We connected, we became first degree connections. I could see their contact information. Uh, I could see their profile, what, what their responsibilities were, the budget, you know, this stuff is oftentimes shared in, inside of LinkedIn profiles. So I got all of this wonderful information. I saw what they were interested in, in their posts and in their likes, uh, you know, different things like that. And from there, then it was a matter of me reaching out to them um, and scheduling a meeting, which they they happily took. And I went out and flew out to their headquarters, sat down with this individual, showed them, you know, uh, what we did as a company and, you know, how we differed and the great value and ideas that we had for them of how we could help them be better at what they did. And it was so cool. And that all that all started because I knew how to use LinkedIn, because I knew how to look at my competitors page and see, you know, who had made recommendations, who their customers were, you could say. And uh, begin hunting and, you know, begin prospecting into those individuals. So there are fabulous resources available at your fingertips if you simply just know how to use them. All right. So these are things that that I teach in my master class. These are things that, uh, you know, I share in tips and tricks. Um, But I, I want you to think outside the box. I want you to remember that it's important to do hunting on a regular basis and it's important to be creative, right? Don't just do what everybody else has done or you're going to continue to get the exact same results. If you need new results, you need to reach new heights, you got to start doing new things, okay? So 
getting get excited about hunting. Learn how to do it. Get your team rallied around it, and you will start to see the results. You know, over time, as you continually do it, as you are as you as you are repetitive about doing it, and uh, and I've and as I've shared before, don't get burned out. Don't make your goals too lofty and too high that you can't achieve them. <clears throat> make them so you can achieve them and grow over time. So that's what that's it. That's what I got for you today. Get out there, get hunting. If you need some help, I'll share with you some of these tips and tricks in the LinkedIn course that I'll be pushing out on social media here soon. Have a good one. Thanks for listening to today's episode of the Hunters and Closers podcast. Join us for more great learnings on LinkedIn, huntersandclosers.com, and our YouTube channel.